Uh-huh. So, so we have our hands both. <laughs> I see. Okay. Very good. And I just got word that my niece had a baby boy this morning. Oh, Mazel Tov. Mazel Tov. Thank you very much. Legitimate, legitimate Mazel Tov. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What did he say? He said a legitimate Mazel Tov. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're on Test Zion Amid Aleph 16a. And now we're getting to the Rosh Hashanah that we're familiar with. Um, and meaning that until now we've been talking about the, the Rosh Hashanah for the trees, the Rosh Hashanah for the garden, the Rosh Hashanah of the Shemitah, and the, and the tithing and the Maisros, which is uh, important, uh, but it, it wasn't what we expected, so to speak. We, we were ready for the... Uh, this, now we get to the part of the Masech that deals with the Rosh Hashanah that we're familiar with, it's not of the same importance, uh, the other Rosh Hashanahs. They're, they're, in other words, there's only one Yom Hadin. Judgment is all-encompassing. Uh, there may be, we'll see, there's judgments on those other days as well. And certainly they're important, but it's not, uh, um, it, it's uh, definitely different than, like I said, than what, uh, um, uh, when we say Rosh Hashanah, what we have in mind. Okay, but let's begin. Pa'arba prakim ha'olam nidan. Four times a year, the world is judged. Uh, Pesach, we are judged on the wheat. On the fruits of the trees. Um, the, um, the truth is we're going to need to explain all these because we're actually used to only really one judgment of the Rosh Hashanah and Tishrei. Um, and uh, maybe we've... Uh, um, uh, on Shavuot, uh, there is, uh, we read the, um, uh, the Tokacha the week before, and so there is an idea uh, there that there is a judgment, but it, it has to be put together with the rest of what we, you know, the Kabbalah Satorah and, uh, and even Sukkot, Man Simchasenu, how could there be judgment at the same time? Uh, but uh, that's something to... Mm-hmm. It also begs the question we've been learning about uh, two Vishvat. So two Vishvat has a status also in the Ilana. So how does how do we jive the Atzeres, Nidunim, and the Rosh Hashanah for the trees on, on two Vishvat? Correct. That's right. In other words, that's also interesting. In other words, two Vishvat wasn't so much a judgment of the trees, but it's the Rosh Hashanah of the trees, whereas the judgment of the trees... Um, ultimately, it comes back to man, uh, what, what, uh, what man does... And uh, the man is, the human is, whether he'll benefit from the trees or whether the trees will grow for him, that's going to be decided. On Shavuos, they compare the trees to a human because a person is compared to trees throughout Tanakh. And uh, some people say there that the, it's not, even though it says on the fruits of the trees, um, they say uh, Kabbalistically it really refers to the Torah that the person will be learning that year. Um, but again, it's a much deeper, much, uh, uh, but we'll, we'll see what the Gemara does. So, uh, the, the Rosh Hashanah, now on the Rosh Hashanah, the one that we're familiar with, Kol Bowe Olam, so first of all, some people think it's only for Jews. It uses a very strong, it's actually not only for humans, it's even for the angels. Uh, and it's not only, um, they say Yom Kippurim is even for the dead, uh, not, in other words, not only the people that are living now, but even the people that have since passed, they get atonement on Yom Kippur. It's Yom Kippurim. 
So there's a, uh, the expression here is ko bole olam, anyone who made an appearance in the world. Great expression. Uh, over in Lefanov, they pass in front of Hashem, kivnei marom, which we will see in the Gemara. Uh, th- this way to understand it simply is that there's a one-by-one judgment. We do our best to be buried in Klaustro, to be part of the Jewish people, to be part of the Tzibor. Uh Then we don't have to have our individual faults uh, pull us down. But at the end of the day, there's an individual judgment like the Bnei Marum. That's like the, the sheep that come out one by one. And then finally on Sukkot, there's a judgment for water. Okay, let's see the Gemara. Um, the... Um, <coughs> Tosos uh, wants to know really that the wheat, uh, bas- basically uh, bread is survival. And so how could it be that we, if we're judged on the coming year, whether we'll have enough uh, to eat? Uh, basically, that's the Tvua. So why, what does it mean that on Pesach it's on Tvua? Really, the, uh, whether we'll have our daily bread is part of the Rosh Hashanah judgment. So you'll have to, we'll have to, that's, that's what Tosos wants to deal with, but... We, we're going to begin because we want to make sure we get to everything. Okay. Hey, Tua. Uh, which grain was it that were judged on Pesach? If it's the grain that's already standing, that's already been planted. Uh, the, uh, it takes a long time until it reaches the initial stage. In other words, first you have to plow, and then you have to plant, and then you have to water, and then it has to take. So it, it's kind of, if you're saying that you have judgment um, on the wheat, on Pesach, it's already here. Everything that happened until now, Rashi, this word, harftaki means mikros, everything that happened, when was that judged? So it, it, it's a little bit late, Pesach time, so to judge on the, on the current crop. El Tua de Mizra. It must be the future crop is the judgment. Rashi de Mizra Cha'asi Lizra Habo. They must be when you're getting ready for next year when you're judged. In other words, it's too late to be judged on what's already here. It must be how well you'll do next year. Now, does that mean that there's only one judgment? If you had a crop that had something happen to it, or something either carries like a circumstance, or some kind of disaster, before Pesach, you know what? It's something must have happened last year. It was decreed that uh, that, that would happen. La'achra Pesach, if it happened after Pesach, nidum la'haba. Um, uh, that it's for something that, that's, uh, that, that's uh, in the future. Adam she'irabo, similar, if a person has something happen to him. So kodam yom kippurim, if it's before yom kippur, guess what? That was last year, nidum la'shavar. La'achra yom kippurim, nidum la'haba. Basically, a person sometimes wants to, wants to get a sense if he feels there was a judgment when did he goof? 
was it was it did it happen last year? Is it something that happened last year that that was already decreed, or is it something this year? A person could look at both years. So what do you see from this? You see that there's two judgments, that there's a um, there's an additional uh, judgment. Um, let's see Rashi. Lahaba. Well, why just limit it to the to the grain? You would think on all these elements it's before and after. You could say the same thing about the parish. You could say the same thing. Yeah, about yeah. Everything. Well, I think grain is survival. I think grain is survival. That's the daily bread. There was that. That was the basic. Um, we're used to having a very diet. So you know, if we don't have bread, we have cereal. We have wheat. We have barley. We have all. But for them, bread it was their bread and butter. That was their uh, their survival. Let's see, Rashi. Uh, the uh, So the question was, was it last year's thing or was it just now? Uh, it means the Yom Kippur they just had Bekorov nearby. The Kain Lushen Mishnah was it should be forbidden to drink wine. It's for, if he says any wine that I'll drink and he says this month, he's forbidden in this month and Rosh Chodesh Lahabahu. Rosh Chodesh over Ato Bekiravu. Whereas the last year's Rosh Chodesh, Shimshum de Koilahu, Ishtakad Shaover, Koilahu de Kameh Lahaba. Trying to, when does it go past and when does it go future is, is what we're trying to figure out. Omra Bai, Hilchak, Ki Chazi Inishtamatsliach. What's the difference whether it's last year or this year? What, well, if it's bad, you can't, well, I guess we'll see if it's bad. Sometimes a person feels that, uh, I guess the judgment could have been uh, against him or for him. It could have been a year of blessing or not such a year of blessing. And it, it tends to be largely one way or the other. So if he sees that, you know, this year he can do no wrong, Hashem wants to give him a bracha this year, the Masliach Zera, so Apela, that the previous, that this, uh, that the previous judgment was good, so Lichtam Belizra Cherfa, he should hurry up and uh, and plant the next year's crop, the Adamati La Medina, until he gets to a new judgment called a Masalah. in other words, it, sometimes a, a person if they uh, if they already get a sense that last year's mouthful was good, that that Rosh Hashanah was decreed, that that was what they so they should jump and, and put their uh, put their money in. So money must listen. Now the more has a new question. So uh, that's, that's the, the difference if it's last year's judgment or this year's judgment. If it's last year's judgment, the year's over. But if you see that it's this year's judgment and this year Hashem is making things go well, there's the idea that, that when a person is matzliah, it even works with individuals. Uh, Mishnah Pirkei says each person has their time. So it says like, you know, if a certain person, if their star is rising, so then you invest in them. It's a, a person that you can get a sense of that. So Mordo has a question. Money must be Who does our Mishnah follow? Lower Mayor, Lower Yudler of Yossi. It doesn't follow any of these three opinions or any four opinions. The Tanya. Hakol Nadun Rosh Hashanah. First view is all of mankind is judged on Rosh Hashanah. And the ceiling of the decree is Yom Kippur. That's your bear. Reuda says, Hakol Nadun Rosh Hashanah. He says, the decree. They're judged on Rosh Hashanah, but it's not sealed until the time, the season. 
It's almost as if the, the judgment isn't there. There is, Lahavdil, they have a concept in the courts that uh, if a person is guilty, they have the person, uh, then he gets up and says how sorry he is, and he apologizes, and they want to see if he's contrite before the sentencing. So this also is like the person had the judgment, but the sentencing hasn't been carried out yet. And the sentencing will happen each, each, uh, each season. On a rolling basis, yeah. Yeah, on a rolling basis, yeah. But Paris, A person with So each thing has its ceiling. That's the second opinion. Rav Yosi Omar Adam Nidim Yom. He says, no, every single day a person is judged. Every, every morning, every day, it's a constant judgment. Rav Nassan, he says, what do you mean every day? Adam Nidim B'Kol Shah, each hour. Uh, in other words, the, the question is, can, can the judgment change? Absolutely. Every second. So uh, our Mishnah, where does it fit in with that pattern? <laughs> our Mishnah isn't saying you're judged every hour or every day. And it, it doesn't sound like any of those opinions. Maybe it's like Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda was the one who said the decrees on Rosh Hashanah and the Gzar Din is, um, um, is done on each time. And when does our Mishnah say that you're judged? It doesn't mean you're judged. It means the Gzar Din. It means the sentencing. It means the the cutting of the um, sentencing is probably pretty good for Gzardin. It means when the, the when the the actual what so a person was judged, but then what's the practical how what's the judgment? Uh, so that's the Gzardin. The consequences, the consequences yeah. So Ihachi said, well, that's so now again we're interpreting our Mishnah when the Mishnah says that you're judged four times. It doesn't really mean you're judged. You're really judged like Rabbi Yehuda once. And it means the consequences, the sentencing will happen the other times of the year. So maybe that's what our Mishnah means. Ihalki kasha adam. So then, uh, what does it mean that the, if it says that adam also is the sentencing, and the sentencing of a person isn't on Rosh Hashanah, that's not until Yom Kippur. So you can't. In other words, the Mishnah says four times. It can't be that for Adam it's the the judgment, and for everybody else it's the consequences, it's the decree. So Omar So who does our Mishnah follow? It doesn't fit automatically into any of the four opinions we just quoted. So Omar Our Mishnah is the fifth opinion. It's the He says no. There are four different judgments, not just four zardins, four consequences. Now, when is the Gzardin? Gzardin Shalom, Nechtam Yom Kippurim. The Gzardin of Adam is done on Yom Kippur. The Kitari Masnisin Atriyastin. And our Mishnah is just talking about the beginning of the judgment. It's not talking about the Gzardin. Okay, fine. So we found the, the author of our Mishnah. This is the Tanri Bey Rivishmo. Amrachista, my time to of Yosi. Uh, so the the problem we have though is that in the various opinions we quoted psukim. So what are the p- opinions that don't agree? What are they going to do with the various psukim? So what's the reason of Rav Yossi that he says you're judged every day? Right. That was 
uh, every day. So uh, what's Gemara asking, what's the reason of Yossi? He quoted a Pasuk that says, Havchana means that there's judgment every day. So Anan Hachkamin, this is what we mean to say. My time will Omukrev Nasan. Well, once you want to say, uh, there's different views about how judgment works. Either it's once in a blue moon, once, once, I don't know how often a blue moon have, once a year, <laughs> or it's constantly. So if you're going with the constant every day, why don't you go with every hour? So what's the reason Reb Yossi didn't agree with the Nussin? The answer is the word used there doesn't mean judgment. The word used there is a bechina. Uh, people, some people are familiar. Bechina means a test. In yeshiva, they give bechinas or, or in, uh, in to get into entry school. So a bechina is not a judgment. It's a unibialma. It's really it's like an evaluation. It's not the same as a judgment. It just means that they're keeping track of stuff. That's a lot different. In other words, Hashem, uh, we're being watched and it's being recorded, but when the consequences happen, that's really decided once a year. So more said, Pekita Nami, couldn't you say the word Pekita? Uh, the... the uh, uh, we were talking about that before. Pekita usually means a person's tafkit. A person was given a mission, and they're evaluated whether they carried out the mission. Pekita also could be iyuna biyalma. That's just recording. It's true that you're being evaluated. Did you do what you were put here to do? Or let's say a person did or didn't, but what the consequences of that evaluation, that's not decided So Rosh Hashanah. So it's interesting. We're coming out. There's something called din, judgment, and then there's something called Bechina, and there's something called Pekita. And those are not necessarily judgment. We're learning that those are evaluations. But the judgment, that's reserved for Rosh Hashanah. So if that's true, that it's not real judgment, so why did Rabbi Yossi say there's judgment every day? The word that he quoted isn't judgment. It just means that every day you're being evaluated. But you're not judged. They're just keeping track of how, how well you're doing. You're getting your stats. But that doesn't mean that it's... Uh, talk about World Series, okay? It's, it's recording versus evaluating. Or something like that, right. right. Okay, that's inspection or scrutiny. But that doesn't mean that the scrutiny... Or, uh, it just means that, right, it's evaluation, inspection, right? So, therefore, now we're back to trying to explain to Yossi, who said that there's judgment, which means that based on the scrutiny, Hashem is going to create a reality. So how did, how did he know that? So the answer is, That's pretty good. <laughs> to do mishpat. When, mishpat means you're going to be read the riot act. You're going to be given justice. That sounds like judgment. That's a little stronger. Okay. Um, uh, new thing. Uh, some small things about judgment. It's really important for us to uh, hear what judgment is. We've, uh, we somehow like think, because we learned it when we were very little about Rosh Hashanah, that we know what judgment is. But we really, uh, it needs a lot more thought. In fact, we all thought, okay, now we're getting to the Rosh Hashanah, we understand. Uh, no, not so quick. Um, especially the stuff about re- being written in the Book of Life. Well, what do you mean the Book of Life? There are people that... Uh, um, it says that the righteous are all written in the Book of Life and the wicked are all 
written in the Book of Death. Well, there were wicked people that were still around, and then there are righteous people that didn't, that they're not alive. It must not mean that book, and we'll see about that as well. But uh, the, the real question is, what does that mean? There's a judgment every year, especially when there's a daily judgment. So what does the judgment of the year do? But uh, the, uh, so we're going to see a lot of, we have to start putting together some of the different things that we're going to see. Um, but now he mentions Amr Elchis the Melech Fitzibor. He says if there's a leader or a king in the community, Melech Nitzvah the king is judged first. Shinamr Lassos, since we quoted that Pasuk, it says, Lasso Mishpat Avdo, Mishpat Amo Yisrael. It says, uh, first your servant, the king, and then Klau Yisrael. So we see the king was judged first. My time, what's the reason? You don't keep the king waiting. So even though Hashem is the king of kings, he still shows respect to our leaders and he judges them first. Or if you want, it's an interesting concept. There's a certain amount of, uh, of patience or of mercy that's extended. And if you're last, a lot of that mercy has been used up. So before all that mercy is used up, the king goes first. Om Rav Yosef, there is an advantage to being first in line. There's an advantage, perhaps that's the idea with Elul and with before Shana. If, the, if a person uh, seeks to better himself before uh, everybody else, you have that opportunity. You could be first in line, uh, so to speak. Like you, if a person uh, tries hard to change the judgment early, so then he, there's a good chance that he can get in before Hashem, so to speak, uses up his, his quality of mercy. Amr of Yosef, He says, well, how can we daven every day for Ketziri or Mariri? The Ketziri Mariri are the, uh, the sicknesses. Um, Rashi, uh, let's see, Rashi, Ketziri Mariri, the first sickness, Nedorim, Ketziri Archolim. We daven for the sick people. Every day we say, Tell Mariri, that weak scholars, that scholars, uh, elderly sages. Um, so, why are we davening for them? There, there was no purpose to daven. It was already decreed whether they're going to be well or not, they'll get better or not. So, the answer is, that's like Rabbi One answer is because we follow Rabbi There's judgment every day. It's a judgment every day, so a person can get a refuah. Uh, really, it's like the Rabbanan. No, it was already decreed whether how long the sickness will last, whether they'll get better. Aye, if that's true, what's the purpose of davening? It was already decreed in Rosh Hashanah that, that they, the person will have that sickness. He says it never hurts. That uh, you can daven even after it's been decreed, it's yaffa. Um, why is it yaffa? Why is it good? Um, so again, apparently, uh, even once there's the decree, there's uh, how the decree is carried out can be tempered. That's what you'd have to say. Can it be fully nullified? I don't know, but it's yaffa. It's good. You could learn it's stronger than good. <laughs> What does it mean? Will he get cured from cancer or will he not? Does it help? We learned that for the past few couple of weeks. We 
know what Mitch Medrash tells us that how Noach was criticized because he didn't do anything after the Gazar didn't for the flood. He should have appealed to the people. And with Avram Avinu, he appealed to Stone because Hashem says, I'm going to go down and destroy Stone. Let me tell Avram what I'm going to do. And he negotiated him all the way down. And then the Malachim was sent and saved Lot. So we see even after the Zardin is made, Hashem really does want to hear from us. And Moshe Rabbeinu. Hashem says he's going to destroy the whole people after the Chet And Moshe says, you know, uh, forgive them all. Or Mechidin HaMesifrecha. Richard, that was amazing that you pulled those out of your pocket so quickly. <laughs> okay. But you're correct. Uh, the, uh, the, um, uh, we have plenty of examples of decrees being nullified. I guess I was just wondering about the word yaffa. Yaffa doesn't, it sounds like it's, it's, it, it's just a funny choice of words. I would have said it could still help. Instead, it says it's, it's good. Rebbe's talking about somebody who's sick. A person can be sick, but the symptoms may not be as bad. Maybe something like that. But Richard's arguing that you can even nullify the decree. Which could be so, but the Gemara is saying even if you can't nullify it, it might be yuff. It could still, or it, it, it's always good, as you're saying. Well, that's what it says. So that, that's the hint that uh, it can happen. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Tanya. Why do we bring the Omer on Pesach? That's the time of our grain, of our wheat. Omer Pesach. You bring the Omer and Pesach, It's interesting also, um, there is a t- kind of judgment that, you know, we're used to a judgment of we've sinned, we're sorry. There's also a judgment of the Rosh Hashanah judgment. A Rosh Hashanah, we're not, we don't come in front of Hashem and say, we're sorry, we won't do it again, we'll be better. On Rosh Hashanah, we say, Hashem, you're the boss, you're the king. Um, and and that's the that's the way to win the Rosh Hashanah judgment. We're saying here that if you want a good year for the grain, you bring it to Hashem and for a bracha. You can get through a bracha. You can have your judgment uh, improved. That the rain should be blessed. So, in addition to having a judgment, you can a person can get a bracha. Things can be improved. Now, why do we say in front of Hashem? Uh, so, again, this is also interesting. We're comparing the karbonas that are brought on the other yomim tovim to the Malchias, Zirkonos, and Shofros that are said on Rosh Hashanah. Hashem says, say them in front of him, that you should make me your king. Now, this is comparing the being Mamlech HaKadosh Baruch to a bracha. Right? We said that the other things were done in order that Hashem should bench them. Here also, we, the purpose of this is to be Mamlech HaKadosh Kedei. What is that? Uh, so that's Malchias. That uh, that the Hashem should remember things for good. and what's the vehicle to do that? The chauffeur. It's, uh, it's interesting also that the um, the chauffeur uh, brings uh, carries the remembrances in front of Hashem. Why do we use a ramson? Hashem said that's why. 
so we bring the Medrash, the reason it had to be a ram song, Kadesh Eskola Ham then Avraham. It mentions the Akeda. Although, unfortunately, we want to know, don't we know which Yitzchak? <laughs> Yitzchak ben Avraham. Why do we have to say that? Okay. Uh, if this is done properly, Hashem considers it like each and every one of us did their personal Akeda. The Akeda, by the way, is very specific. It references the fact that Yitzchak was bound, the binding of Isaac. And that was at his request that he told Avraham that he wanted this to succeed and he was afraid that he would move when the knife came down. And by mistake, it wouldn't be done properly. So each one of us binds ourselves uh, uh, in front of Hashem. In other words, we say to Hashem, uh, please uh, help us uh, withstand, uh, 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 bind us so that we do what we should be doing. Uh, we say, why do you blow the shofar? says, blow the shofar. Why do you blow a trua? The answer is, The Torah says you got to blow it. There's a tki and a trua. We want to know, why do we have a hundred blasts? Why do we blow shofar when we're sitting? And we blow the shofar when we're standing. What this means is we actually stand for all tkiyas. But there's what's called the tkiyas de miyushev. Um There's the tkiyas that are not during Shemona Esrei. During Shemona Esrei, you have to stand. Or for us, it's the Chazor Sashat. You're supposed to stand. But during the time of, the, of the, the ones that we also blow, when you don't have to stand. So basically, why are we blowing all day long? So the more answers, on, uh, as we turn the page, in order to confuse the satan. What does that mean? Rashi, Shiloh, Yashin, um, the Sutton shouldn't accuse. In other words, we're hoping for a good judgment. This word, Shiloh, Yastin, he Sutton shouldn't be a Sutton. <laughs> he shouldn't be Satan. Now, how do we stop him by blowing a lot? When he hear, I'm in Rashi, when he hears the Jewish people loves the mitzvahs, he, has no, he can't say anything. So it's really interesting. The, the idea is that we are showing Hashem that we want to fulfill your will. We want to make sure we, we hear enough blasts and we do it right. The Sutton can't complain. There's no room for the Sutton to um, uh, accuse. Let's see some Tosus here. So the first Tosus on top, the token haka over Mishum Bal Tosif. Tosus has a question. Normally, you're not allowed to add on to mitzvahs. It's, uh, you're not allowed to, certainly not allowed to subtract, but you're not even allowed to add. So <laughs> if you blow so many, aren't you blowing too much? Maybe it's like you're done. It says that you can't add a bracha. It, it's always the time to make a new bracha. So that's why Kohanim aren't allowed to add in their two cents when they make the bracha. So we shouldn't be allowed to add an extra tkiyas. Because if there's a new group, you'll blow for them. But that doesn't, it's still the time of tkiyas. What Tosas was trying to give an answer. Maybe it's not baltosa because you're done. But he's saying you're not done. Technically, it's still Rosh Hashanah. You could still blow for people that didn't hear. So he gives an answer. Again, this is a lump shetosis. He says, if you do a mitzvah twice, that's not adding. 
For example, if you make two brachas, or if you take the lulav twice, or you blow the shofar twice, he wants to say that's not adding. Okay, that's that tosis. Let's move on. Next tosis. Another pshat. Why does the son get confused? When Mashiach comes, death will be swallowed up. There'll be no more sorrow. And on the day when Mashiach comes, there'll be a big, big blowing of the shofar. When the Satan hears the shofar one, he gets nervous, but not so nervous. When he hears it a second time, uh oh, the Sutton knows that he's out of business when Mashiach comes. The Sutton's job is to get mankind to fall and to sin. And when Mashiach comes, the Yetzahar will be defeated. And so, with the blowing of the shofar, may mean that the Mashiach is around the corner and uh, the Yetzahar is about to be done for. It's time for the Sutton to disappear. The Sutton is confused that it's possible that this tshuva we do on Rosh Hashanah will lead to Mashiach and can be the final tshuva. And then the Sutton's out of business. And because the Sutton isn't quite sure, he's unable to uh, accuse. And so this is a little different than Rashi. Rashi learns that the Tkiyas show love of mitzvahs. This shows that the, that the tkiyas represent the tkiyas that will come uh, when the Mashiach comes, which is the destroying of the Yetzahara. It's a little, it's a drop different, different nuance. Anyway, back to the mark. Okay. Omer Yitzchak, another teaching. So if you don't blow shofar in the beginning of the year, guess what? You're going to get truas at the end. My time at the low year is You're going to get trouble at the end because you forgot to mix up the sun. So any year which you start out humbly, you'll end in wealth. What does it mean you start out humbly? Rashi. The Jewish people makes themselves poor on Rosh Hashanah. That they will speak words of beseeching, the begging and davening. Um, now, I just want to say that we don't really say Tachlan on Rosh Hashanah. But uh, the way we're learning it is that you do Tachnunim on Rosh Hashanah. So, I'm, I'm, just, I'm asking a question and not giving a full answer. Um, just that we're, he's saying that the theme of Rosh Hashanah the idea that a person makes Hashem the king, it should also humble a person that I haven't been thinking about this and doing it properly until now. And if a person feels humbled on Rosh Hashanah, if, he's, if he speaks, if he comes with humility, so then it'll, it'll be a good year. If he feels humbled, if he properly, uh, but we're calling that taknunim. Let's just use that word. Okay, back to the mark. Shinema Reshi Hashanah, from instead of the word reishis beginning, me, me ksif, uh, it means uh, a person makes himself rush. He makes himself humble. Uh, so in the end, everything will be good. If a person uh, feels very humbled on Rosh Hashanah, he should actually know that's a good sign. 
person's judged the way they are at that time. Hashem judged Yishmol even the way he was then. Now, on the other hand, you could do three things that you never want to do. Three things cause a person's sins to be amplified, mentioned. Number one, a, uh, a, 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 a wall that's leaning. That was a person who does unsafe things. If the wall that's about to fall and the person is under the wall and he's uh, taking his chances, he's using up his merits. Uh, Rashi, Kir, Natoy, a, a curved wall of Overtaktov. He's passing under the wall. Maskir, Avonosov. Shnama, Klum, Roizel, Lasos, Who says he deserves to do dangerous things? And Hashem says, let me look at his record. So a so, so person shouldn't do risky things. Number two, Ian Tfila. <clears throat> so there's a question what this means. Um, Rashi says, so. He relies on, oh, Adav and I'm good. No, a person can never know. A person shouldn't assume. Tosus uh, so, uh, wants to say uh, it's because a person doesn't have kavana. Ain miskaven libo litfila. It's uh, the, uh, the fourth Tosus on the page. So Ian Tfila either means it's a little scary that if you daven without kavana, you're causing yourself trouble. Uh, and, uh, or, as Rashi says, Ian Tfila, or if you think because you daven, uh, you got it coming to you, you're also asking for trouble. Uh, next, Master Din Al Khabero. Or if you try to get other people judged, that's also asking for trouble. Because you're, you're assuming that Hashem's going to say yes. I mean, when we dive in, we don't know what the, uh, if, if maybe it's something that may be good for us, but not for like two years from now. Or Hashem may hear our prayers and say, that's not really good for you. So right. uh, if you just walk out and say, oh, I prayed, it's going to happen, you know, you're, you're wrong. But a person's also asking for his book to be looked at. Oh, you know, you you feel that you're worthy of, of a good judgment. Hmm, let me look at that. Uh, um, whereas a person has no expectations, um, they're they're not calling attention to themselves. Yeah. Um, so anybody that asks for Shinamra, the proof is from Sarah, because uh, that's this week's parsha. Vitomer Sarah over there. Last week's parsha, Sarah said uh, you should be judged because you didn't take my part, part with uh, Hugger. Next thing you know, there's a funeral. Now, how can you fix a bad decree? Four things. Sedaka saves, it saves from death. Saka calling out in prayer, Hashem took them out. Shina Hashem changing your name, changing who you are. Shina Sorry, Ishtacha, Lotikra Shmo Sarai ki Sarashmo. Changing the name changes the mazel. Vixibu Birkasi Osavagam Nasati Manulacha Ben. And they got a child. Shina Maisa, Xibi Yarlo ki by Nyo by Ninved says Hashem saw their deeds, Xibi Nachem El Kim Alara, Ashadiba Lasas Lehemaloasa. Hashem changed the decree when they changed their ways. Some people add to those four Ashine Mokum. Try going to a new place. Xibi Yama Shamalavam Leklacha Mirzacha. If, if you go to a new place, then I, why didn't that make a list according to everybody? It's a pretty good proof. It's a partial in the Torah. So It's not just changing the place. It's got to be changing and going to Eretz Yisrael. <laughs> not any place. You can't just change and go to uh, wherever. You've got to change and go to Eretz Yisrael. A person's obligated to greet another it's the same teaching from the same rabbi. 
a person should greet their Rebbe on, that, on the festival. The idea of a festival is coming close to Hashem, and a person's conduit is through their Rebbe. Shinamar Madua, it, um, it says when the East, and by the way, this is a woman. A woman has a Rebbe too. So it says, Madua Why is she coming to visit Elisha? It's not Rosh Chodesh, it's not Shabbos. A person should have gone. Uh, you see from here the idea that a person goes to hear a drusha or to be inspired by their uh, Rav on, on Shabbos. A person should go to the mikveh and purify themselves before the holiday. When the Vesem looks to go, they don't touch carcass. Does that mean even an Israelite can't touch carcass? It's only for Kohanim that they can't touch carcass. And it's logical. My The stricter impurities Kohanim have to do Yisraelim Einu. They're not warned. Tumakala certainly carcass. Yisraelim are allowed to go to a cemetery. They're allowed to be in Chavar Kadisha and touch a dead body. Certainly they don't have to worry about a little roadkill. Ella, my So why does it mention even Yisraelim shouldn't touch carcass? The answer is Bereko on the holiday. In other words, there's a certain time of year everybody should try to reach purity. That's why there's a mitzvah tar bereko. There's three big books on Rosh Hashanah. One of the Risham Gemurim, of totally bad. Vechot says they're totally good. Vechot Shobanim, average. Sadikim, Gemurim, Nektavim, Nektamim, Lauter, Chaim. The righteous, and that's the bracha we give people first day Rosh Hashanah. They should be written and sealed right away for life. Rishoyim Gemurim, those that are Nektamim, Nektamim, Lauter, Lamavis, they are clear, they're for death. Bainanim, Tuluyim, Vaumdim, they're strung up. They're hanging in the balance. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, during the 10 days. Zachu, if they merit it, niktiv lechayim, lo zachu, niktiv misa. And there is what to talk about here. We are just running out of time. And what's the proof to this? Omer avo, my kra yimku misefer lechayim. Omer avavin, thank you, I'm sorry. My kra yimku misefer lechayim, v'im sadikim. You should be, v'al yiktivu. Yimku misefer is a sefer shorishoyim. A person shouldn't be written in the book of wicked Gemurim. Chaim Zesif and Shosadikim. Vim Sadikim Ayikta Zesif and Shobaninim. That's a hint to this concept. Um, we will stop. Uh, one second, one more. Reb Nahmar Yisam Mehacha. This idea that there's these three books, we, we're on our second proof that it exists. It says, even Moshe Rabbeinu said, Erase me from your book, which you read. What, which book? What book is he taught? Mechaini Nam Sifracha Shobrishoyim. Uh, race me from the book of Rishoy, Mesifracha, your book, that's the book of the righteous. Asher Kesafta, There's a whole bunch of books up there, and you want to be written in the right one. Okay, we will stop here, five lines from the bottom.